Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 4th of May. The US Federal Reserve meets today and is expected to raise interest rates 50 basis points. If the market expects the Fed to raise interest rates 50 basis points, the Fed probably will raise interest rates 50 basis points. This is not because the Fed does what the market tells it to do, but because the market prices in what the Fed tells it. And if the Fed is unhappy with market pricing, it will make that clear. Why is the Fed making such a move when risks to growth are rising and the risks of higher inflation have fallen significantly? Because monetary policy is about both the level and the change. And while a larger change may have a higher risk strategy, the level of interest rates is wrong today. We have a pandemic level of interest rates, and we need to move to at least a wartime level of interest rates, which is higher than where we are now. While the level of rates is this low, the Fed can afford to make bigger gestures. As rates start to move up, however, the risks around policy will increase. Big rate hikes in six months could clearly risk recession. What does the Fed raising rates actually do? In this economic cycle, the impact is probably a little less than in previous cycles, because US consumers have not indulged in a spending binge fueled by household credit. Instead, households have spent savings accumulated during the lockdown. Raising interest rates does not alter the economics of that process, which is anyway largely exhausted, at least for lower income households. Where there does appear to be an impact is indirectly through the cost of mortgage borrowing, which seems to be cooling the housing market now. Existing homeowners will, if sensible, have cut the cost of home ownership significantly over the past two years by refinancing their mortgages at pandemic interest rate levels. This dramatic cost, cut in the cost of living is something that consumer price inflation gets completely wrong. New buyers, however, face higher borrowing costs, which may impact housing demand over time, and with it the associated demand like furniture and fittings. As well as the Fed, there is a selection of business sentiment polls out of Europe and, for the service sector at least, the United States. Sentiment measures tend to correlate quite strongly with news flow, and what is reported in the media does not have to reflect reality, of course, In addition, there's the increasing issue of political partisanship. Political polarisation increases the risk that survey respondents will answer according to their political views of the world, rather than their actual experience of the world. We have clear evidence of this in the consumer sector, for instance. And while in theory the questions on these sentiment surveys are objective, the reality is they've always been answered subjectively. There is some consumer-related information as well, euro retail sales relating to March and therefore a little too historic for markets to get really excited about. Albeit the euro consumer still has spending firepower from their pandemic savings because the reopening of Europe was later than in the Anglo-Saxon economies. The UK's British Retail Consortium shop price index showed a 2.7% rise in prices in year-on-year terms which says as much about the deflation this time last year as it does about the inflation today. There was 
some slowing in the month-on-month change in food price inflation. In fact, the monthly increase in food prices matched the lows of last September. From the United States, there is trade data with expectations of a widening deficit in March. This tells us something about consumers continuing to buy the record global supply of goods, but also increasingly says something about the pace of inventory accumulation in the United States as record supply meets moderating consumer demand. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.